Welcome to a special mini episode of the Hollywood Hustle Podcast, a weekly show inspiring artists and entrepreneurs all over the world with the stories and struggles of those hustling towards success. Hi everyone, it is I, Daniel Tuttle, your host, and I know what you're thinking. Daniel, you've already released an episode this week. What is this? What is this madness? Well, I'll tell you. We were contacted by a friend of Michael's, Heather Dowling, about sharing her and her creative partner, Michelle Lee Barton's crowdfunding campaign for their series, Down the Middle. In our continued mission to support and share the work of fellow artists, we decided we'd do more than that, that we would sit down and record a short interview with Heather and Michelle about their partnership, their show, and their campaign. But before we get to the interview, I just want to remind you that we are now on Anchor FM, where you can go on to the Anchor FM app and see leave us a message directly. We can take that message, add it to our episode, and play it and respond to you. You can ask us a question. You can share your thoughts on a guest or how you were inspired by a guest or something from maybe one of the side hustles. We want to hear from you. So go on to the Anchor FM app and leave us a message today. Also through Anchor, you can directly support your favorite podcast. And if we happen to be one of those, you can go on there and donate a week, a monthly or one-time donation to support the show. You can give us the co- cost of a cup of coffee or even less than that if you'd like. But any amount helps go to grow this podcast, our listener base, so that we can do more with not only the show, but the Hollywood Hustle brand. Of course, the best way to always ensure that this show continues to grow is by you, our League of Hustle, sharing the show with friends, subscribing, leaving reviews, and making sure to screenshot maybe you listening to our show and sharing it on your social media platforms. We can take that if you tag us and post it on ours as well. Also, you can go and review us on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, and you can also follow us on Spotify. Now, if you have any questions for any of our previous guests or for Michael or myself, you can email us at hollywoodhustlepodcast at gmail.com. Finally, we are looking to add a female co-host to the podcast. So if you or anyone you know that lives in LA and would be interested in joining Team Hustle, please send us your resume and links to your work to hollywoodhustlepodcast at gmail.com. Now, if there's someone else you think would be interested in joining us that's not you, then connect us through that same email address. Again, that's hollywoodhustlepodcast at gmail.com. Now that we've taken care of that, let's get ready for this interview. Let's meet the creators. Heather Dowling is an actress and writer. She has appeared on My Crazy Ex, Married with Secrets, and in her one-woman show, Unemployed Finally, which started at the Fringe Festival in Hollywood, but since has been invited to 42nd Street, New York, the largest solo festival in the world, and the Los Angeles Women's Theater Festival. Her second show, Fertile, will premiere at the 2019 Hollywood Fringe. Michelle Barton is a creator, producer, and performer. Bridging the world of storytelling through acting, poetry, and dance, and co-creative writing, Michelle produced and acted in an award-winning short film that was screened at the Directors Guild in Los Angeles. She's performed regularly with the theater company Teatro Corazon. Most recently, she facilitated, facilitated an immersive dance ceremony at the Vortex Immersion Dome and is currently developing an immersive dome show mixing 360 video and live performances. These two got together to create a female-led series called Down the Middle, and they're currently running a crowdfunding campaign that ends on March 27th on Seed and Spark. Now, let's hear more about Heather and Michelle's partnership, the show, and their campaign directly from them. Let the mini-hustle begin.
So uh, just to kind of get started, where, how did you guys meet and how did you guys start working together? Well, we originally met in a, um, a women's group that was getting together to work together within this industry and supporting each other. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. The whole design of it was to kind of destroy the idea that we have to be in competition. And instead, if we were in partnership with each other, how could our individuality support all of us? Absolutely. Yeah. And we honored good competition in the industry, but mm-hmm. in terms of there's jobs for everybody. Is what we were I, I always think it's like supportive competition. Like, Yes, there's a competition you want to peak, get each other to the peak of your talents. But at the same time, there is, I hope you do well. I, ho- I hope you hope I do well. And together we stay, it's not like, I hate you. <laughs> like, you took my job. Right. Totally. There were actually a few auditions where there were three of us there. Oh, wow. <laughs> for, the same, for the same thing. And, what, and it sort of also became um, an accountability partnership, too. Mm-hmm. So when we were working on things individually, it was a good way to hold each other to account. And that group went how it went. And we're still close with all of them, actually. Um, but somehow it ended up Michelle and I being connected as long-term accountability partners. And that's how the whole series that we wrote started, actually, oh, nice. too. Very cool. Yeah, I, You know, I always feel like, the working relationship between two people, especially when it's so close and, you know, creative creating something is one of the closest relationships next to like being married, I think. So <laughs> sometimes it feels like so we're like, married. approaching them is almost like asking them out on a date. So who like approached who to be like, what if we maybe work together? And like, you know, how, how did that come about? Well, I remember being accountability partners for a long time. And then we were talking about, I feel like it kind of happened simultaneously because I remember actually sitting on your couch yeah. and talking about, you know, producing our own work. And I wonder, I wonder if there's something that we could do together and kind of looking at each other. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> and we stared at each other for 20 minutes in silence. Well, kind of, <laughs> because one of the things we discovered as accountability partners is that the way we work is so different. Like that we what supported each other in the, those accountabilities was that my strengths are not her strengths and her strengths are not my strengths necessarily. They meet in the middle where they do, but what is automatic and natural for each of us is so different that we could really support each other and really empower each other when it came to creating content, when it came to connecting and networking and running the business side of it, running the, and then how do you keep your creativity alive? And so it was as we were talking about the differences between us that we said, you know, we're funny like this. <laughs> we did. We were like, you know, we're funny because if we, and I, or I'll never forget. It was like, if we had to work in a typical business setting, as different as we are, mm-hmm. what would that look like? Right. Now, when y'all started collaborating, kind of discussing ideas and coming up with things, did you guys set, I don't want to say boundaries, but set like roles? Like I'm going to be, I'm more this person or like, not, not saying like you do this, you do this, but like, coming up like you know i'm more this is what i like to do this is more like especially with down the middle you know did you kind of figure out like based on your own personalities what your roles would be well what the way we started exploring it was we know where we meet in the middle and we know where our extremes live so we had a really good time saying let's each go into our extremes that are more polarized and Mm -hmm. do some improvising and we and and we recorded them Right. And so we started to develop these characters through improvis- improvisation. Oh, very cool. And then figure out, I think we kind of started that and then started to figure out the storyline and where mm-hmm. they work and what they do. 
Yeah, very much. And then it wasn't in terms of roles in producing that didn't really happen until we got to this point where, wow, we're going to turn this into a series because right. at first it was, well, everybody's telling us you're an actor. You got to create content and nobody's paying attention to you. You know, like right. if you want to break through the noise, you better do your own thing. And so originally it was just going to be the two of us taking this improv and turning it into this funny, these funny bits about these two women. And then when we sent it out for feedback from our fellow, some fellow writers, um, my friend, David Fickus from drama three, four productions, which you must look up. Um, he wrote back, was like, wow, you guys have created a really funny world here. And we actually want to see it fleshed out so that we can see what life is like for these women as they have to work together. Yeah. And they, he also wanted to see them in the experiences they were talking about with other people rather than just with each other. So now we're partnered with them on developing it. And David and Bryce Beckham, his partner, are rewriting and we are we're producers. producers. Nice. Very <laughs> cool. Well, congratulations. We did not see this coming. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I recently I wrote uh, I was I was I'm, I'm currently unemployed and uh, I was at home and I was just really depressed. And I, I, I messaged Michael because we talk all the time on Gchat. And I was like, hey, I need something to do suggest something to me and he's like well have you written anything in a while and i was like well i've started stuff he's like well why don't you just write something easy just write something and so i was like sure so i wrote a 10 page scene pretty much between a husband and a wife set in like one apartment setting um dealing with the loss of a child uh very that's where my head goes for some reason i i, I ended up giving it to some two ladies who have their own show on YouTube and stuff. And one of them's an actress, one of them's a writer. And it was pretty much the same thing. Uh, the, she kind of did a rewrite on it and passed it to me and back and forth. And the other girl's going to be the lead actress in it. And we're setting, we're in pre-production right now for it. That's uh, awesome. So I totally understand that like, where it's like, we're producer, <laughs> like I'm a producer now and this is exciting. Um, so I guess my question next would be uh, before we kind of get into what, you know, what down the middle is, what, pieces do you find in the other person that's quote unquote missing or lacking in, in maybe your skills or your talent base? Well, um, I find that Heather has a great, she's really great at staying on top of structure and I mean, things even just like social media, the business side of things and the day to day that really creates the integrity of a foundation to support a business and her creativity has a lot of freedom inside of that. And her, um, I've always admired the relationship building that you stay consistent with within, um, the industry with casting directors and directors and producers. You're really, really great at staying on top of just caring and tending for relationships. All right, Heather, beat that. I know. I don't know if I can. I kind of feel like I might cry right now. Um, thank you, partner. Um, it's funny because that, yes, those, all those things you talked about, that's what I identify as my strengths. But the thing that I love about working with Michelle and the reason it's so good for me is that I tend to get, you know, you say you go dark. Um, I get very heavy about the business and I get very obligated about the business and being with Michelle, she is always got her eye on tending to the creativity, fun and play of all of it. So she brings out the thing that I love about it. Like the thing that wanted me to make, made me want to act and write in the first place, like the fun and the storytelling. She always reminds me about that part. And she also has a very, um, ethereal quality to her when it comes to, uh, creating what's possible and imagining what's possible. So 
things that I would back away from out of fear because my practical mind couldn't put it together. Working with Michelle has me see a way bigger picture than I would on my own. And it gives me a lot of courage then to take action, you know, which might be my strength. It gives me the courage to take action on that creativity. Oh, that's very cool. Can I follow up a little bit? And and I find such great appreciation for you remind me to also don't step over the details because the the foundation to hold a grand vision, Mm -hmm. you know, they need to meet in the middle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. And I bet, I bet you and your podcast partner can identify with this. Absolutely. I found that the, the best, I think a lot of the best partnerships usually end up being like a left brain, right brain situation where not that the other person's not creative or doesn't have that talent, but they have that part of you. Like I'm very like more on the creative end, more of the imagination, the big picture, uh, looking at everything. Whereas Michael's really good about details and he's very good about like reminding me like, well, what about this? And I'm like, ah, crap. Thanks for, (laughs) thanks for ruining everything, Michael. And, 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 and things like that. But you know, and he's really good about doing the administrative stuff or looking at that. Whereas me, it's just like, I'm the worst about that i just can't i i I would like it's just not who i am um and even like the current uh collaboration i have with another friend of mine also named michael i know like 800 michaels Um, (laughs) my husband's named michael there's so many i need a medium so i can have another one in my life um we have written a short film and we've discussed co-directing it together and i already know like i will deal more probably with the actors and the action of it where he would deal with more of the production behind the scenes crew, just because I don't, I, I know he can handle that better than I can. And, and he trusts, I've, I was an actor. I know that side. So it's, I think it's always funny when you find those perfect collaborations, it really is that mix of like, you keep me grounded or you keep me from being too heavy. I'm the same way. I get heavy. I can get really, he- and Michael was like, dude, like, come on. Like, what is this? We're not doing a full on drama here. I'm like, all right, all right. So, uh, so you're working on a show called Down the Middle, obviously come, come from this uh, improvisational work that you guys did together. Uh, can you just give a quick synopsis of what the show is and uh, who, who you will be playing in it? Yeah, well, simply said, and then we can expand from there. It's the odd couple meets Dharma and Greg meets women in 2019. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's so well said. So there are two characters, Karen, who is an uptight operations manager for a small boutique ad, ad agency in Denver. Mm. And the owner of that agency surprises her and surprises his daughter, Aurora, with his retirement. And then he announces to these two women that they're going to be partners. Well, Aurora is a bohemian trust fund baby who's never punched a clock. And now she's paired up with this director of operations who kind of thinks of the agency as hers. So it's very much a down the middle arrangement that they have to work together 50-50. And they have to figure out how to do this or flush the legacy that this man built for his daughter and the only career and the only life actually that this other character Karen never knows. So big surprise. I, Heather will be playing Karen, the uptight, <laughs> the uptight one. And I, Michelle will be playing Aurora. Nice. <laughs> who's been connected to the agency also through musing with, with my character's dad and a lot of the creativity. So it's not like he just handed it to them willy nilly. Oh, very nice. you know? So there is he knew he, what he was he doing. understood the strengths between the two women. Now, how much uh, obviously you're still kind of you're in development, you're working on it, you're you're still building it. How how far ahead are you guys looking like when you look at like uh, your pitch bible or your your show bible? Like what do you have like 
seasons worth of ideas or do you guys are you guys right now just really focusing on these first episodes like how are you looking at as you develop it i think there are there's so many scenarios that could spring of it Mm -hmm. and our intention is to get these first six episodes that'll be like six to eight pages each flesh out to like a 40 something minute pilot proof of concept right that could either just be a standalone series or the pilot for an ongoing and we already even when we're just talking about the rough the rough bones of those six, there are so many offshooting um, moments that can happen. And there's so many episodes dying to be written Mm -hmm. that I feel like it's a very full world that could very easily turn into a recurring, an episodic season, you know, seasons. Um, And we're just open kind of to see where it goes because that's what had it come up this way in the first place, you know, when when it was just going to be kind of actor showcase piece for the two of us that we shot very simply and now we got something. Yeah, now it's it still is that in its own. But we were always committed. But, you know, it's it surprised us that it's grown bigger than our, our original vision mm-hmm. this fast. But the thing is, is we committed to write, even though it was um, an inspiration to write something that we could actually shoot and act in ourselves. We had a commitment to honoring our authentic voices as artists within it and not just doing something to do it. Right. So I think that that has really given it fuel, that the power of its authenticity and connected to our voices mm-hmm. that then had it resonate um, with Drama 3-4 and their mm-hmm. ability to expand on it because right. there had a, really had a roots in right. where it mm-hmm. came from. And so now we get to also look at, wow, we're really actually in a very playfully comedic way you know, looking at how we are with people who seem so alien to us when we're polarized with one another. And we all, within our collab- creative collaborations, within our marriages, our all of our personal relations, I mean, all the way chunk it out to politics today, we are still working out these, like, mm-hmm. how do we collaborate? Right. when mm-hmm. And how do we... And listen. And listen and be... Um, greater than the sum of our parts and really honor each other's gifts that do serve the whole, even if they drive the other one nuts. Mm. <laughs> and that will happen. And it will happen. Well, and that's been very meta as we've been going through this producing process <laughs> and especially for crowdfunding because we've really had to deal with where where one has strengths and one has weaknesses and how that's impacted the campaign and how it's impacted our planning and how there have been some decisions we've had to make where we just, it took something. Like right. it took something to get on the same page. But the underlying commitment of seeing good work get done and knowing what the gifts were in the other person. But mm-hmm. to know that you got to listen first. Right. You know, you can't be coming from, I mean, I always joke about when I first went met Michelle in that group of women, I was like, what, who is this? Like, what kind of hippie? Who is this? Like, I just, I didn't think if you would have told me then six-ish years ago that that would be my, like my office wife at this point, right. <laughs> like the person I spend the most time with and that I'm collaborating with, I wouldn't have guessed it because we seem so opposite. Right. And in reality, that's exactly what gave us what we needed to do this. So what, that's what we're hoping people will look at. So one of the things I'm always really curious about, especially in collaborations, is communication. Um, Michael and I have our own way of communicating. Uh, when I, 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 I've shared this on the podcast before, I've had some very, um, not so good collaborations in the past to a point where I was very, it was almost like a relationship where like, I didn't want to get in another relationship because I was just so burned by these other ones and just, I just couldn't do it anymore. 
I felt like I couldn't find someone that understood like what I needed. <laughs> it sounds, it's a relationship. It really is <laughs> like what I need in a relationship. To be fulfilled. But, so, uh, you know, but like finding Michael, I, I kind of set those boundaries early and I was like, look, I don't like collaborating anymore. And if we're going to do it, this is really where I'm at and this is what it's got to be. And main, m- most of it dealt with honesty. I need open communication. I need honesty from you. And if you don't like something, tell me if you're upset, tell me I, I can, I'm a, I'm a grown ass man. I can take it. Like I, I'd rather us talk about it than have these like resentments that just burn and burn and burn and grow. So my question for you guys is, you know, did you guys set those boundaries when you started and how do you, how have you guys found, found the best way for you guys to communicate? Well, I think that, Yes, we're both very clear on keeping the airwaves clean. Mm-hmm. And we both have some similar skill sets and ways to do that. Because mm-hmm. um, you're right, we can rip each other to shreds in partnerships when when we don't communicate and we do weird passive aggressive stuff. And it's <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just like flashback feelings yes. of like, oh, passive aggressiveness. <laughs> He just about <laughs> fell off his I chair. Did. I'm, just, I'm like squirming like worms are crawling. He does. On me. He looks like he's having an, some kind of a. It's like going attack. through me. <laughs> but yeah, just and that commitment has definitely been there and continues to be there. Yeah, and and it's taken something because we both of us have been pretty. We've been highly trained, both of us, in communication and conflict resolution and uh, listening, even. So. And look, there was a, we had a meeting last month where stuff both of us had been trying to be nice about and like (laughs) not really sure how to say it. And we like, it all came out, but the, but it came out because there was a commitment to look, we can't operate on top of all this undelivered communication. Like this Mm -hmm. has got to get said and get out there and we'll, we'll figure it out. And I trust you. We'll figure it out. And I trust you. You'll hear me what you were saying about what you think makes communication work and that having it all out in the open, you're describing every successful relationship from, like you said, from marriage to collaborations like this. And I think people think that it's different mm-hmm. when in reality it takes that same, there's gotta be a core commitment to be at the source of a solution and at the source of creating something special together that has you give up the right to withhold communication or to, not be willing to understand and have compassion for and empathy and listen to what's coming from the other side. Even all of that. And then I was remembering, you know, cause we had things that we needed to clear up, but I remember, and I don't remember the topic, but there was even one where we thought we were on the same page. <laughs> we thought we had communicated. And then we realized, cause we got into conflict about something and it was in the conflict that we realized we'd both misunderstood one another and were operating under two different agreements and didn't even realize it. Yeah. Completely different. Expectations. And we're like, really? Like that's what you meant. <laughs> oh my God. You know, I thought you meant, but it was, it wasn't until we were willing to sit down and deal with how upset we were mm-hmm. that it came out. Yeah. And then it was like, Oh, oh okay. That's, Oh, well, if that's what you meant. <laughs> and I think one of the important things is kind of like you were saying is you have to be able to let things go. Also, so like once it's done, it's done. The conversation, and if it needs to be brought up later because it does come up naturally later, that's fine. But there's no like score sheet or, you know, there's no like, well, you won the last argument. Let me have this one. (laughs) You know what I mean? If we were doing that, there is no way. And especially as we've undertaken this crowdfunding, the sheer enormity of it of what it takes. I mean, it really is a full-time job and a full, for both of us, even with the help that we've brought on to support it. 
um, if you if you were hanging on to this stuff, we would have tanked this thing so hard by now already, for sure. Word, word. <laughs> conversation, <laughs> open open conversation. So you as so you have a, a crowdfunding campaign going on right now. Kind of we hinted at earlier. Uh, it's going to a March twenty seventh. So you have about two weeks from today. Just barely. Yeah. Uh, yes. <clears throat> Eleven a.m. March twenty seventh. Now your goal is forty thousand dollars. It's on Seed and Spark. Uh, which is, I think, a, a somewhat unknown uh, website. People know, I think, people in the industry know it, but I think a lot of mainstream, main, main America people won't really know about it. So, can you kind of explain what Seed and Spark is and how you kind of got on there? Because I believe you have to uh, submit your project, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, we do. Well, Seed and Spark is created for storytellers, mm-hmm. filmmakers, and series. Um, so their platform is really, it's really structured to promote and help filmmakers realize their goal. So they go through a screening process because they actually look at statistics at what has really worked in the past and they really do want you to succeed. Of course, they also want to be seen as a successful platform. So they've got a lot of um, structure in the setup and then a requirement from feedback from them along the process to be ready about two weeks beforehand so that there's time for revision and all of that. And then on the back end, they also have, I mean, it's a really easy platform to set up. And they also have, um, as part of it, incentives for filmmakers when you have a certain amount of followers and that mm-hmm. kind of thing, because they started out as more of a distribution focus. Right. Mm-hmm. So what else did I say? Well, and they do, they still have the distribution aspect too if you know if you want to be in partnership with them but the other thing i love about them is they are unapologetically leading with how do we empower marginalized storytellers and filmmakers to get their stuff made so they're in a community that maybe typically they're not going to have the backup that they need i mean they very strongly you know being female created content i got really excited to see how excited they are to find ways to empower um people of you know marginalized voices they won't one of the things in their campaign, you have to talk about how you intend to be inclusive. You have to speak specifically to that. And, and around your goal setting, I mean, they are brutal with you about, listen, here's what you have as followers. Here's what's predictable. Here's where your goal is going to be. What do you intend to do to compensate for that? How you're going to support yourselves? And their tutorials are extensive. I mean, so for people, I think for anybody looking to undertake crowdfunding with any platform, it would be wise to go through their basic how to crowdfund background stuff because everything that's there is incredibly valuable. Very nice. I found it really useful and beautiful to look at, well, how are we going to be inclusive in hiring for on set and, and, and cast and realizing as we looked at it that we already were, but it was really great to be guided to look at that in, in this moment in Just to keep yourself accountable. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, are we doing that? Look, look. What are we taking Okay, for we're granted? on our way to do that. That's great. Let's make sure we keep that yeah, focus in there. Exactly. So your goal is forty thousand dollars with a fifteen thousand stretch fifteen thousand dollars stretch goal for a total of fifty five. Fifty five thousand. You have to get at least eighty percent of that original goal. Eighty percent of forty. Of forty yeah. to get that. You're around a little over ten thousand, correct? No, we're yeah. Or we're, has it gone up since? We're almost eleven right almost now. 11, okay. We're twenty six percent of the way there, mm-hmm. when we kind of need to be fifty percent. <laughs> but we're doing a lot of creative things to see how we're going to fill in and connect with people who want to get on board on a more significant way right? Um, to to get us over the line, to get us to that 40,000 at least. Yeah, well, our community has been so wonderful. We have so many backers who have helped us to get to this place. And 
we're also looking and wondering who are up and coming producers that really align with our themes mm-hmm. that might want to put their um, pledge towards that and receive IMDb credit as a producer on the mm-hmm. show for some larger pledges. Mm-hmm. Very nice. No. Have, oh, and, oh, and we have a room for a corporate sponsor, which we would love a tequila or a mezcal. We want either a tequila or a mezcal company because one of the things that these two characters, not unlike us, bond over when they finally connect with each other, it's because of tequila. Oh, nice. And cool. um, we always said we could change that to mezcal pretty easy because we also like that. And it's definitely something Michelle and I agree on. So we, yeah, we're like, we want to have a big sponsored buy by some small, you know, well, it doesn't have to be small. We'll take Patron all day long, but <laughs> you know, we'd love to have some company that gets on board with it. This is the common ground these women find. Um, and then it would be, of course, at all of our parties. And tequila just makes writing a lot easier as well. So much easier. <laughs> and crowdfunding also. And crowd, it, makes it, it makes it at least nicer. <laughs> uh, so if, out of the 40,000, just that initial goal, uh, what is that going to go towards? What? How are y'all splitting that up? How are you separate? I know fifty percent towards crew, um, which is great. I love that you guys are have a really big focus on paying the crew. Oh, it's a commitment. Oh, we're not messing that around. Is, yeah, that's amazing. F- yeah, fifty percent's crew. Mm-hmm. You know, because we do want to pay people what they're worth. Um, talent and creative. We're saying eighteen to nineteen percent of that, mm-hmm. and um, editing uh, post. <laughs> We'll fix it in post, as they say. Um, we may need some of that. So 13% about for that. All the rentals, whether it's locations, equipment, da-da-da, 10% on that. And locations specifically, we think will be a 9% of that. Um, and the other cool thing about Seed and Spark is not only is it cash donations, but there's something called a wish list. So if somebody reads our wish list and sees, oh, I have an empty apartment right now that you could shoot in in May, they can gift that apartment for the total that it would typically cost to rent. And that goes toward our $40,000 goal. Oh, that's, that's so if awesome. they say, well, typically I charge $500 for you to use this for the day. I'm pledging $500 worth of apartment space and oh, it goes towards cool. the goal. Yeah, well, that's we also, awesome. yeah. And if you have a uh, beautiful home that a wealthy advertising man would live in, we're looking for that for to one. shoot one party. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> I mean, I thought you might. <laughs> you know, podcasting really, really pays the bills. It's rolling in. <laughs> it's I ro- know. Ro- I'm like Scrooge McDuckin' it over here. <laughs> I love just, that. Just pool, 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 big <laughs> pool of gold coins. Um, so I love how you break it now. The the extension, the fifteen thousand dollar extension goals or uh, uh, stretch goals are I know for like color correction. A little more detail, I think, in the editing, uh, festival uh, fees, things like that. Um, Music licensing. Absolutely. Uh, now, you're giving away a crazy amount of rewards. I know. Like, uh, so I saw that. I was like, holy crap. There's so many offers. And I love how you've titled them to like uh, a very big name pairs or odd groups and odd couples, C3PO and yeah. And R2-D2, uh, Gus and Spencer, which I was like, yes. Isn't so that a good one? Yes, that's Even a good one. Even Bert and Ernie. Sa- Sa- Bert and Ernie, <laughs> Sam and Dean. Uh, uh, what are some of the things that you're offering for people? Well, we have, let's look at our list here. I know, we have so many good ones. <laughs> yeah. I'll start. I'll speak about mine. We added more of these. So I, I have had some success in solo performance and have some practice writing those now. So one of the things that I offered up was called the Midge and Susie. So fans of... Um, the, the marvelous Ms. Maisel will know that one. Um, for $150, I will spend an hour with you on Skype talking about how to get started creating your own solo performance, whether oh, that's and it's, very cool. yeah, it, whether a narrative or, you know, spoken word, whatever, but in, what would it look like, um, to begin in 
fulfill on creating a one hour performance. So that's one of mine. Well, and the other thing you have to offer within that is because you have traversed the world of the Fringe Festival yes. really successfully. So yeah. I think that is part of. So if you're wanting to create your own show and, and and you're imagining doing it in Fringe Festivals and on stage and touring it, that's definitely something I can can help with. Oh, very cool. Then we have, um, if you're a comedy writer and producer, um, our producer, David Fickus, is offering an hour-long Skype on anything that you want to talk about in your own career development, um, which is amazing. So he's also running, he and Bryce are and also running a production company. Yep. They're on the ground developing, writing, and running a company mm-hmm. every day. So yep. he has so much wisdom to share in that space. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And then my husband, who's an editor at Paramount, if you need a director's reel or an actor's reel done, he has so generously made himself available to to do that for you. He need, and it's named after his favorite odd couple, which is uh, Scolder and Molly. Um, did I just say that wrong? Mulder and Scolder and Molly. Scolder, Mulder and Scully. That's a, the multiverse. Yeah, version. the multiverse version. But anyway, mm. so he's offering um, to do an edit too as one of our incentives. And he's also offering another incentive of for an editor an hour long. The Skype. David and Maddie. Yeah. Yep. If anybody's right looking to really develop their career that way, right? He can get some really valuable. Now, if you are a a company, uh, especially again, especially a tequila uh, company or mezcal company, there's the Laverne and Shirley Two, <laughs> which is ten thousand dollars to become a corporate sponsor of the show. You also get six tickets to the premiere of the show and some other benefits as well. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, though um, the tequila and mezcal would really fit right into our script already, right. there's also um, services or companies that really align with the themes of the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be even a really successful coach, relationship coach, mm-hmm. you know? It could be or mediation a- service, something like that. Anything, Anybody that's committed to having workability, right. really, um, and we're going to, we're going to, we have a whole one sheet about shout outs that we would do over the course of the campaign and the time they'd be name dropped in the show and product placements in the show. I mean, even one of the coaches I was talking to, I said, you have post-it notes, right? With the name of your thing on it. I was like, well, guess what we use at our ad agency is your post-it notes. So every time there's a close up of anything we're working on, your post is going to be there. Right. So those are kind of the ideas. Nice. That's Here very we cool. are in the world of producing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I, you know, one of the things I really loved when I was going through your, uh, uh, your page is you have a really great like presentation. Like the graphics are great, uh, very easy to follow. I love they're fun. I think it fits the show as well. I think you have uh, 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 the Aurora character doing yoga. You have your, you know, <laughs> Heather. You have your character in a more uh, business like with a graph setting with a nice graph. Of course. Uh, so it fits the show as well. So I love that you kind of looked at that as and went. This is the show. Let's present that in a we, way. Thank you, Drama Three Four Bryce, for all your work on the graphics. You did beautiful oh graphics and and Leah Savoli. Yeah. So there's an actress named Leah Savoli who is now a crowdfunding phenomenon. Um, she, it's called Greenlight Your Passion Project is her, is her company. I think I have that right. Greenlight yes. Your Passion Project. And she honestly was the one who was like, if you're going to do this right, here's what you need. And when she first came with us with all the graphics and the promotional videos and all these things were like, we kind of have a lot going. We need to do this. She goes, trust me, it'll, it'll bring such a different level of professionalism to your your campaign and people will have so much more fun following you if you have these things and it ended up being some of the most fun that we've had actually doing it 
Yeah. And it was funny because we just met her in the beginning for an informational meeting and she did give us everything we needed if mm-hmm. we wanted to go off and do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. But she, Heather and I also have other projects in development. Right. <laughs> so when we really grokked what it was going to take, we, we didn't we didn't leave that meeting without realizing we wanted her to manage our campaign. Uh, we were like, we nice. don't want to do this without you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were practically begging her. And, it, and it's still been a full-time commitment for us, but it's been guided by someone mm-hmm. who's already seen campaigns successfully funded. So we know that our effort and energy is going for best cause. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So kind of to wrap up real quick, just to our audience in the microphone, pitch your show, pitch the crowdfunding and just let people know where they can go and how they can donate. Well, you can go to the you can go to the web address down the middle series dot com and it'll take you right to the scene spark page. And there you can see our promo and all of the incentives and beautiful setup that Daniel's been talking about. Mm-hmm. And the first thing you do is click follow because that matters, especially in the world of Seed and Spark. Then you look at our incentives and you pick which pledge matches both your budget and your interest. So if you see something there that would make a difference for you, we're committed that that's the one you get. All right. And then share because you just, you know, your network can never be big enough when it comes to trying to reach out to other creators and producers and people who want to support original content. So sharing can get it into an audience that we can't get to on our own. Yeah. And if you find us on, on, um, on Twitter, mm-hmm. down the middle series, we would love to hear any stories or clips of odd couple experiences that you, in your you've had. life. Yeah. I who, mean, yeah. Who are the odd couple pairings in your own life? Yeah. And like the moments, the revelations you've had or the moments of breakthrough, there's just, when you really look, it's pretty remarkable. Mm-hmm. And I'm super, I know I am, and I know you are too, Heather, curious about people's stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, where can people follow you guys? Mm. So I'm at says Heather. That's on Twitter and on Instagram. And then uh, my professional, my actor page on Facebook is just Heather Dowling, D-O-W-L-I-N-G. Um, <laughs> yeah, my professional page on Facebook is Michelle Lee Barton, same as on Instagram. And my weird name on Twitter is Mish Lee Barton. Mm. <laughs> nice. I love it. Yeah. Now, guys, make sure you go to downthemiddleseries.com. Give, give, give. Uh, check this show out. Support uh, female filmmakers. Support women. Uh, support uh, just filmmakers and creatives in general. And, and let's make this happen. There's some great rewards for you guys to get. I'm looking forward to having you guys on in a longer episode to discuss crowdfunding in general. Yeah, we'll be happy And to. the pain yes. in the butt that it is. <laughs> uh, and how it makes you hate your soul. And also, how fun it can and be. How, how fun, oh, dark marginally one. <laughs> fun it can be. With, with the right preparation. With the right team. Yes, with the right, right team. preparation and team. And we that's didn't really have that. Been <laughs> well, that's been the big, big, big lesson. And yeah. I look forward to mm-hmm. that conversation. Absolutely. Now, before we go... Uh, as we as we wrap this up, uh, I I'm not sure if we have the chance to do this when you guys come on the longer episode because that kind of episode we usually don't do this. But before Facebook, but after Friendster, there was a wonderful place that people would go to hang out and get to know friends. There was a top six, and then it was a top eight. If you weren't in the top eight, you were mad at your friend. And when <laughs> it, when things would load, it would have music and it would take forever to load. And this place was called MySpace. Oh my god. 
MySpace. Now, one of the things MySpace had before BuzzFeed was quizzes. They weren't quizzes with results. They didn't have, it, there really was no meaning to them <laughs> other than to let people know every little detail about your life oh, to the most minuscule amount. Well, I found one of those quizzes. Oh, so boy. It's 167 questions. I'm not going to ask every single question. But before we started, I did ask you ladies to pick six numbers. Oh, boy. Uh, and those six numbers correlate with questions <laughs> in this MySpace quiz. Oh! Now, one of the best things about this, and this I'm just doing one of the kind of things we do, there's no explanation needed. Okay. So just whatever the answer is, that's what it is. <laughs> and there's no, because the I think it's just funnier when there's no explanation. So Oh, the mystery. I'll ask the question and then each of you can answer, obviously. And then we'll just move on to the next question. Excellent. Okay. So, <clears throat> Michelle, Heather, are you ready for your MySpace quiz? Yes. All right. First question. Have you ever been cheated on? Yes. Yes. See, no explanation needed. <clears throat> but it's such a good one. So this this one correlates to MySpace, but we can look at more into a modern Facebook or Instagram. Have you ever kissed anyone on your friends list? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> See, it's perfect. Uh, next question. <laughs> this, this question is always the best one. Do you have an attitude? Every day I have some sort of attitude about <laughs> something. <laughs> I know. I was like, I wonder what kind I wonder what kind of um uh ethereal answer we'll get from <laughs> get from Michelle. Cause I was like, yeah, I have an attitude, an attitude of gratitude. <laughs> the best kind of attitude. That's right. All right. Uh, do you watch the news? I listen to the news and I do watch the news, but I try not to watch like the news every day in terms of where it gets said the same thing over and over again. I try to receive the information and then move on. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, no, but it watches me <laughs> and how I know that is because it's on my Twitter feed mm -hmm. all day long. And it's also in my like Google news, whatever's on the screen of my phone. So whether I mean to or not, I see I see things. <laughs> All right. Your second to last question. Have you ever slipped on ice? <laughs> yes. I'm originally Told from you. Minnesota. Detailed questions that mean nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. And Michelle and Heather, for your final MySpace question, and be honest, ladies, <laughs> have you ever smoked cigarettes? <laughs> Look at her giggling. Um, Yes. I've tasted them, but not regularly. <laughs> and that was your MySpace quiz. <laughs> Heather dun, dun, Michelle, dun, 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 thank you so much for sitting with me for our first kind of mini interview to talk about uh, Down the Middle Series and the crowdfunding you're doing at SceneSpark. Again, that's downthemiddleseries.com. People can go to give, 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 get them to the 80% at least so they can get this money. If they don't get 80%, the money's given back and we don't want that. We don't want that. We want to see this made, people. We want to see this happen. Thank you. You dude. ladies are amazing. Thank you so much Thank for sitting you with me. For having us on your podcast. No you guys are hustling I, it up. Uh, trying. I can't wait to have you guys back for another one. Now, we always end our episodes with a our moniker, uh, Keep Up the Hustle, if you would like to say it with me. Ooh, so, so, guys, if you're crowdfunding or if you're writing or whatever you're doing, just please always make sure to keep up, up the, the hustle. hustle. Hey guys, welcome back. 
I hope you enjoyed that mini interview with Heather Dowling and Michelle Lee Barton. If you have any questions for Heather or Michelle or anything you can donate to the cause, send us an email at hollywoodhustlepodcast at gmail.com and we'll share it with them. Or, of course, go to www.downthemiddleseries.com by March 27th to directly donate to the cause. As they mentioned in the interview, you can donate more than just money. You can look at their wish list and donate something they directly need for the show, and that balance will be added to their total funded balance. This will not be the last you hear from Heather and Michelle. We are hoping to have them on for a crowdfunding-focused Team Hustle episode in the near future. As always, you can also reach out to us on social media. On Instagram, we're Hollywood Hustle Podcast, and on Twitter, we're LA Hustlecast. You can also follow us personally on both platforms. Michael is Michael Lutheran, and I am Daniel Tuttle on all platforms. This episode was brought to you by Team Hustle. Daniel Tuttle is our executive producer, and Michael Lutheran is our podcast editor. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us for this special episode. We love you guys, and as always, keep up the hustle.